Welcome to Rich Conversations. Something I like to do after my morning routine is listen to vinyl records. It just brings me so much peace and delight. So over the past week, one that I've been especially listening to is Abbey Road by The Beatles. For those who have listened to it, which I, I hope everyone does for humanity's sake, you know that Side 2 contains a medley of short songs. So what, what I thought I would do today is bring a medley of thoughts that have been on my mind over the last week. The presidential election is next week. I'm not voting for Donald Trump or Joe Biden. I'm either going to write someone in or vote for an independent party. Is it just me? Or are the Democratic and Republican parties nothing but just like two big corporations competing for power? Is it just me? They use the American people to play their game. Citizens believe that they only have two options because that's the way it's always been. But does that mean it has to be that way? The thing about the future is that it hasn't happened yet. So doesn't that mean we can make it whatever we want it to be? Neither of these parties has vision or big ideas for the 21st century or millennium. They're only offering us derivatives of generic philosophies. When I think about it, the Democratic Party had four years to come up with something. And their game plan they came up with was to show how absurd Trump is, which he is. Yeah, right. Through the media, feed Americans with fearful headlines and stories, and they'll just vote for whoever runs against him. But I'm not, I'm not scared of the world. And after four years, Joe Biden is what you're offering me? I kind of I feel offended, actually. I believe in something greater. Watch my video on the American history book, Generations, to find out what that is. It excites me a lot. I live in Chicago, where the number of coronavirus cases has increased, especially recently. Aside from all my projects, I bartend on the weekends. In late March, everything was shut down, and we've been gradually opening back up over the months. We've been at limited capacity and hours, and uh, we got to the point where we were able to serve alcohol till 1 a.m., and in my experience, the bar, it was picking back up, even within these, these like limited capacity and all the different guidelines and social distancing parameters. We wipe everything down with bleach. We use gloves. We wear masks. There's hand sanitizer everywhere. We follow all these guidelines, and we have not had one COVID case affiliated with our bar. The city health commissioner has said that the spike in cases is coming from small gatherings. The information coming back from testing is that three out of four people are getting it from people that they know. So last week, the mayor imposed restrictions to cut off liquor sales at bars and restaurants at 9 p.m. And then everybody has to be out by 10. So we're looking around and kind of asking like, Am I crazy or is this just not logical? P 
people want to socialize. Instead of being in a regulated space that follows all these safety measures, we're going to encourage people to go on their own, where that's where we're seeing the spike in cases coming from. So the mayor put more restrictions on businesses. And then this week, the Illinois governor decided to shut down all indoor seating for restaurants and bars in the city. And I'm thinking kind of like, whoa, that's kind of authoritative. And it makes me wonder if they're not making the best use of their data. You know, are they making decisions from political pressure or scientific evidence? I'm curious if there's a lot of pressure from people who want people to stay at home. And conveniently, most of these individuals have jobs that allow them to work from home. Would an extreme measure stop the spread quicker? Are they considering the people on the front lines going out into the world to work and to live? If you follow all these guidelines in public, like wearing a mask, and if you're like me, like applying hand sanitizer like all the time, you carry it on your belt loop, uh, for the most part, you're safe. Um, but it's, it's been when you're around people that you know that you're most likely to contract the virus. So I'm wondering, is there a disconnect? I'm wondering if it's possible that people are mad that the number, the case numbers keep going up and they're looking for a scapegoat. The restaurant and bar industry, it's such an easy target. Uh, but I work with blue collar folk and students, artists, entrepreneurs, immigrants. And, you know, we're, we're out here trying to survive. You know, we're, we're kind of wondering, like, where's all that, that hero talk and that, that love for frontline and essential workers like it was happening, you know, being showered back in April. If we want everyone to stay home, you know, maybe something we consider is like a work from home tax where, you know, maybe 20% could be taken out of the paychecks of people able to work from home and then dispersed among the people who can't work from home. You know, that way we stay home and we're all in this together. Mom was right. As a teenager... I'd be doing homework and I'd, I'd be listening to music and watching TV all at the same time. And she would say, how are you able to do that? You can't possibly be able to focus. And I, you know, I kind of was arrogant and be like, I'm great at multitasking. And I felt like this pride. And like as a millennial, it was like, I'm somehow smarter than everybody else because I'm able to do all these things at once and still be productive. And now... It's challenging for me to do meaningful work without silence. I love silence. It's so beautiful. It makes me think of life before the 20th century. The world was silent. You know, maybe there was someone in your family that could play an instrument or, you know, belt a tune. You know, maybe the neighbor had musical talent and be able to play and you would hear it from afar and you'd be like, oh, that's, oh, that's so beautiful. Or maybe, you know, people look forward to events or celebrations once a week or once a month or, or once a year because there'd be live music and there'd be so much energy, be so fun and enjoyable. Now, once we wake up, we can listen to any song ever recorded. We can personalize it and we can, we can put headphones on and it'll be even more personalized. We can be stimulated all the time. But when we're in silence... All of a sudden, we feel, we feel anxious now, and we need to put something in our ears. And it's, 
because of that, it's so hard to just listen to your own thoughts and feelings. I'm a big football fan. Go pack up. You ever watch the commercials during an NFL game? It's like beer, junk food, cars, trucks, investment portfolios, uh, digital technologies, and prescription medication. And so the prescription ads, they'll talk about this problem you're having with your body. And as a result, I had no idea that that was a problem. And the descriptions of the side effects, they last a majority of the commercial. And it's like, what? And it makes me wonder if we're just inventing problems and taking pills for them. Like, just give them a name that ends with iasis, you know? So it sounds, sounds really bad. And then let's just take pills with it. And part of me is like, oh, maybe I should be more sensitive and empathetic for people with these conditions. I, I just had no idea that, you know, people were going through life with these conditions. I had no idea that for some people, their skin turns purple after being out in the cold for a long while. I mean, mine, mine turns purple after a while, but not really purple. And another part of me is like, what are we doing here? Is it like this in other countries? This concludes the Rich Conversations medley of thoughts. If you haven't already, listen to Abbey Road by the Beatles or any of their albums. They're beautiful. And on that note, I hope you have a beautiful day.